Hello and welcome to the Curator's Salon podcast. I'm Geeta Joshi and this is number five in a series of five episodes about mindset for artists who want to up-level in their art and business. My guest once again is Vicky Ross, a transformational coach, helping people live life on their own terms. Hi Vicky. Hi Geeta. So the course Vicky and I have put together is for artists to help them get out of the struggle and paint their own profitable path. I see artists struggle all the time with self-promotion. Despite having strategies and even the tools, it's often the mindset or emotional state that prevents them from showing up. And this can be for self-promotion, it can be reaching out for collaboration, it can be simply sending emails about sales. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about, uh, about the mind really, and um, you know, little things that you can all be implementing just to kind of take more control of it and get some of that confidence back. Vicky, let's start with something I see in a lot of the artists I connect with on social media, but also in my one-to-one work. Why do people get overwhelmed? And I also want to talk about procrastination, but I'll hand it over to you. Right, so let's first understand what procrastination is, because then it will make more sense when we talk about why we procrastinate. So most people are not aware that at the, simultaneously at the same time, they live in two worlds. So we live in what we call the inside world, which has got everything to do with our thoughts, our past memories, our future memories, our values, beliefs, our fears, experiences, knowledge, all of that kind of stuff, inside world. At the same time, we live on the outside world. You know, we're busy writing or cooking or attending a lecture or painting a new painting, whatever it is, we're doing this on the outside. Now, the way that we can understand the relevance of these two things is just imagine that you are attending a seminar and Gita and I on the stage and we're teaching you all these things. And on the outside, you are sitting in the chair and you're paying attention to us. And if I look at you, it looks like you're following what I'm saying and all that. But if you think that what we're saying is quite boring, On the inside, you might be painting your next painting or you might be thinking about, you know, where you're going to go and buy your groceries for the dinner that you're going to make later on or who you're going to meet and what time do you need to leave and what bus or tube you're going to catch. And therefore, on the outside, it looks like you're here, but on the inside, you are so far away. Okay, so this is how we know there's the two worlds. So the first step is that whatever I'm thinking on the inside, I need to be present on the outside as well, in order to be able to fully experience this. So here's what happens. I want you to just look around the space that you're at. You know, so you might be looking and there's uh, light fittings, there's windows, there's a picture, there's shelves, there's books, there's a table, chair, bed, whatever it may be. Would it be fair for me to say that once upon a time, these things didn't exist? somebody had to think about them on the inside and then go to the outside world and create them. So if we even go like five, six hundred years ago, thousand years ago, none of these things were even invented. So go back, let's go back to the caveman. You know, one day a caveman decided that sitting on the floor on the dirt was really uncomfortable. And he saw a boulder somewhere and he decided to sit on that boulder and he thought, whoo, Actually, this is so much more comfortable and it's better for my back and it feels good. How about I find some more boulders so that the rest of my family can also sit on one of those? So then he would go and do that. But, you know, 
finding a boulder and bringing it into your cave probably is really hard work. So then he maybe thought, well, how can we do this with something different? So then in his mind, he maybe thought, ha, oh, I can get a piece of wood and we can just chop it up and, you know, make it look like something like a boulder. And slowly, slowly, the invention of a chair came along and eventually, you know, the whole village had something that they could sit on. And now we have the sophisticated chairs that we sit on. So the idea is, is that somebody on the inside came up with an idea and they went to the outside world where the physical part of us is and executed that. So here's where procrastination kicks in. If what I'm thinking about on the inside isn't crystal clear, which is why we always talk about our goals and our intentions and our future to be clear. If it is not clear, what the brain then requires is for you to get that clarity. So until you get clarity, it goes into like a pause mode. It just waits. It doesn't disappear. It just waits until it gets the additional information so that on the outside it can go and execute. So if you, are, if you feel like you're procrastinating or sabotaging or sometimes people say, oh, I'm so lazy, I can tell you now, people that are engaged and are passionate, which is basically everybody, because if we don't do something, then we don't feel we've got purpose, we don't have value, and therefore life is not worth living. So therefore, on some level, we all have something that we're passionate about, and therefore we want to do that because it makes us feel like we matter. So if you think that you're lazy, or if you think that you're sabotaging, or if you think that you're procrastinating, I can tell you that one of the key things is that the thing that you want to do, you don't have all the steps, or perhaps you're not crystal clear on how to execute those steps. And therefore, all your unconscious mind is doing is pausing until that information comes in so that on the outside, it can execute. I'll never forget what there was a director that I was working with and he was busy doing his master's degree and he had got to the point of doing the dissertation. And in that course, I must have said something and he came to me at the break and goes, Vicky, 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 you have to, have to, have to help me. And I go, with what? And he says, with my dissertation. And I said, what have you done so far? And he says, I've done all the research. I've got everything. And I said, and then? He says, that's as far as I got. <laughs> and I said, and when does this need to be in? And he says, in six weeks' time. So I said, so what stops you? He says, I'm totally frozen. I, I, I'm so fear-driven. I, I really don't know how to do this. And I go, but you've already got a degree. You've got all of the... He goes, yeah. And he says, and this is such a typical thing. And normally I wait until the very last minute and then through pressure and all that, I kind of produce something, but I just don't want to do it that way. It's too stressful. So I, I showed him how to get very, very clear on the inside. And he was like, oh, my goodness, it's so clear. I know exactly what I need to do. And that was the end of the day. Then I think I saw them two or three weeks later to do like part two of the leadership development course we were doing. And he came up to me with this uh, like printed book. And he goes, Vicky, Vicky, look at this. And I go, what is this? He says, it's my dissertation. He says, I got home. I finished my whole dissertation within the three days that I had afterwards. Uh, I sent it to my, all my peers for peer review. I sent it to my professor for peer review. I've had it professionally edited and now printed and it's ready to go. And I did it all in these last three weeks and it just happened like that. And he acknowledged me in the acknowledgements. He acknowledged me in there by helping him. And all that he was lacking was that clarity on the inside. 
that was stopping him from executing and taking the steps that he needs on the outside. So in the inside world, some of the things that we do is the picture's too big and it's too general and it's missing the, the small step-by-steps that is happening. And therefore, although we are very clear about the full picture, when we start asking again, remember the stupid questions, stupid answers, oh, wow, that is so big. How on earth will I achieve that? Then the brain goes, well, uh, maybe you can do this or maybe you can do this, but it's just too much information. If you ask yourself a slightly different question, which is, what would be the next small step that I can take that will help me get closer to this? Who do I need to speak to? What do I need to learn? And just jot down the answers that you get. So break it down by asking, what is the next small step? Do I know? Do I have enough information, resources, uh, skill, ability? Or do I need to learn something? How does that look like? You're unconscious because it's so creative. It's just going to burst with ideas. So therefore, that's what I'm saying. Journal it out because then you can capture all those amazing ideas. A thing that I always tell my clients to do, something I always do, is you start the day quietly. It's so important because you need to understand what's going on in the unconscious mind. So the first thing that I do in the morning is I make myself a cup of coffee and I go and sit outside and I just look at nature quietly. If there's any thoughts, I just let them pass. I don't pay any attention. I don't give any thought massive, massive importance because this is my me, me here inside. I just become aware of my thinking. The next thing I do, what I appreciate about myself, because I do want to bring myself and I do want to start my day with being the best version of me. So I think about who I am and then I appreciate that part of me. Because appreciation has the same vibrational energy as love, which then makes me feel loved by me and supported by me. I talk about what I'm grateful for because that helps me and puts me in a state of gratitude, which is magical. I then ask myself, what is my intention for the day? When I go to bed, what do I want to feel proud of? What do I want to feel accomplished about? And then I write, this is the key thing, three micro goals. Now, micro goals are little goals that I am 100% responsible for achieving. Nobody can help me. I don't need to speak to anybody. I don't need to get somebody's uh, notes or somebody's this or somebody's opinion. So it could be, a micro goal could be to create and post something on Instagram around my art. I can do that on my own. And it's a little goal. It's, it doesn't need three days. I can do that in like half an hour to an hour. I might want to do a Facebook Live or I might want to... Um, to think about, you know, um, who do I want to contact? So I, I might make a list of who I want to contact. I can do all of those things on my own. So it's the micro goals. And then I do them before I bombard my unconscious mind with all the emails and all the Facebook, uh, social media things that are going on. Because here's what happens. You read an email that somebody wants you to do something. So your brain goes, okay, I need to take care of that later on. So it basically is like it starts a plate spinning. 
So there's a plate spinning about, I've got to get back to that email and I need to answer it. And then you see there's another email about something that you need to sign up for. Oh, and there's a plate spinning. Should I do it? Should I do it? And all of that kind of stuff. And then you see something on Facebook. You think, oh, I've got this server. Oh, and there's another plate spinning. So the more you will then look at emails and social media, the more plates are spinning. And then you say, right, let me start doing my micro goals. And the brain's going, but what about this? And when are you going to do that? And oh, no, you know, I keep thinking about this thing that I saw on Facebook. And you, know, and you are overloading your brain. You, you cannot be clear. And therefore, that is the feeling of overwhelm. Because overwhelm is like too much going on. When we are like that, we are not as creative, we are not great problem solvers, and whatever it is that we want to do, it's going to take us longer, if not, not, not at all. So it's really, really important to make sure that you start off the things that are important in your day with a very clear mind before you bombard your brain with everything else that's going on around you and outside of yourself. I think micro goals are so great. I mean, they're a really important part of it. I've been doing it for a long time, as I know you have. But I have like micro goals that are things like I need to get done today, but often make them really small because that just feels really productive. I also have other micro goals, which I guess they're a bit more of a routine in a way, that are things like making sure I drink two liters of water, I try and have a green juice every day, um, you know, certain things that are around more around our wellness as well, right? It's not just always having um, these sort of mini micro goals around our business, I suppose. But it's just that, you know, those little things that you can tick off just make us feel really productive as well. And that's actually quite an encouragement to our own energy, I think, and how we kind of move through the day. Because what I see a lot is when people do start procrastinating or feeling overwhelmed, then that does lead to a sort of form of stress and then that just turns into its own spiral. And that's why having these little, they're almost like little anchors, right? That you can, like I said, on, you know, if it's a tiny to-do list, that you can just get them done. So for people that have got a lot going on and they do find themselves in a place of overwhelm, I mean, obviously we've talked about coming back to the present moment to both calm ourselves and ground ourselves, but what else can people do to focus? So a very easy thing and it works so, so well. It also works when people can't fall asleep. So it, it's the same kind of principle is we've got all these plates spinning. And as long as these plates are spinning, our, our you know, brain feels overwhelmed with thoughts and ideas. And, and you can hear, feel that it just jumps around. And this is the same thing that will stop us from sleeping is that as we fall asleep, we're thinking, oh, I didn't do this now. Oh, I should have found this. Oh, you know, all of that kind of stuff um, is when you, again, through awareness, realize that right now I feel overwhelmed with uh, all the things I have to do and even the micro goals feel massive. Get, get a piece of paper out and start jotting down all the different ideas. You might do it as a mind map doodle, you might do it as a list, it doesn't matter. But if you can get all of that out of your head and onto a piece of paper, then the brain goes, huh, okay, I don't have to keep spinning that plate, you've made a list you'll be able to get back to that. So now you can focus quite easily by bringing yourself back into the present and saying, so what is the first thing I need to focus on? And then focus on that and, you know, do what you need to do. I love it. I have 
pages of lists honestly i mean writing lists is one of my favorite things probably but it's always good like i sometimes find um bits of paper where i've written a list from like two weeks ago and then actually quite surprised at how much i've got that done and it was actually only a list for that day but there were things i just wasn't feeling happy about or confident about and so on and didn't do at the time but somehow i have managed to get them done you know a, a couple when I look back at those bits of paper a couple of weeks on, I think like that's what, what do you call that a brain drain or something? I think it's a really good exercise. Downloading all that information onto something so that your brain can go, okay, I don't have to think about it anymore because it's not lost. So lists, I, I love writing lists. I, I'm constantly doing it and I've got books and books full of things that I need to do and ideas because I get loads of ideas and if I don't capture them, one, my brain keeps going, do something, do something. And the other one is sometimes I do lose it. And then weeks later, I'm going, what was that thing I was thinking about? Oh, no, no, now it's completely, that, that place spinned off and broke. So um, I'm, I've become very disciplined to just jot out my ideas and do the lists. And like you, keep going back and, and you know, sometimes something you write on the list, you eventually look at it and think, you know, it's not important. And that's another exercise altogether. But um, if you can just get it off your head and onto a piece of paper, your brain can go, okay, so what's the one thing I need to do? <laughs> yeah, totally. It just makes space in the mind, doesn't it, for that as well. Yeah, I've seen that as well, where you've, you know, I've written lists and there are things on there that are just not relevant, which is one of the reasons they never got done. But they were, you know, they obviously felt kind of important at the time I wrote them. But then yeah. I just let it go as well. And that's cool too. Vicky, thank you once again. If you've enjoyed this episode, then you'll be pleased to know that Vicky and I have put together a six-week online course for artists and anyone running a creative business who recognises that mindset is one thing that they need help with in showing up in their art and business. We're going to be starting with clarity, and we've already sort of touched on this across these five episodes, but getting really clear on what it is you want um, as an artist for your art, business and career. Then we're going to be talking about things like being present, improving your confidence. Um, throughout the program, we'll also be teaching more about changing your energy to support your art goals and have a mindset that basically lets you show up fully in your art, your marketing and your sales. So if confidence and mindset is something that you would like to work on, then take a look at the show notes for the link to the program or find me on Instagram at the Gita Joshi. And you can message me there or you can visit thecuratorsalon.com for details. Vicky, once again, thank you for this episode. I'm really looking forward to this program. I think it's so important for artists to have a resilient mindset and show up with confidence because I truly believe that artists are the best advocates of their work. And I think this is going to help so many people. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that as well. Thank you. The Curator Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.